0: Ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to this week's episode of Mill Liberty. I'm your host, Caleb Franz. This is the voice of liberty for a new generation. I'm thrilled to have you here this week. Uh, This week is our final episode of 2017. It's the final episode of the year, and what a year it has been. Uh, On this week's episode, we're going to be, be looking back a little bit into this past year, both in the national aspect. Uh, as far as what has occurred and what has happened uh, in in the state of the country uh, with the first full year of Trump. And we are going to be looking back and reflecting on what kind of a year we have had here on this program um, on Mill Liberty and what we intend on doing as we move forward into 2018. Because let me tell you something, 2018 is going to be incredible with some of the things that we have planned uh, there are certain milestones that we will be passing in 2018 that we that we will be uh, discussing. Later, uh, but I can kind of hint at it now. Uh, there are certain guests that I will be bringing on in 2018. Uh, if if you thought that we had some great guests uh, this past year, we did. We had some really great guests. Then then prepare to be blown away at uh, at 2018 because we're really stepping up our game. And then the subject matter next year is going to be uh, even even. Deeper into the ideas of liberty and diving into, I I, I call it. I've been kind of calling it to the people I've been talking and developing um, the uh, the next year programming with. I've been I've been saying that this next year is going to be kind of like the nerdy libertarian uh, year where we get into the really nitty gritty stuff that is is centered around liberty and it's going to be a lot of fun. But first of all, I want to uh, to look back a little bit. Uh, the year that we've had on this program and the year that we've had in the country. Um, so first, in January of, of 2018, of course, Trump became president. And I want to look back and go over a few pros and cons that we have seen throughout the Trump administration. And I am a bit more cynical, um, but there are a few good things that I will I will give credit to where credit is due, as I have always done. Um, uh, with I've I've done this with the Obama administration. I've done this with the with the Bush administration, and I will be more than happy to do this with the Trump administration when something good happens to liberty. Now, the first thing that I want to bring up is something somewhat fairly recent, and that is with uh, with the repeal the the vote to repeal net neutrality by the fcc now that was a very big vote and nobody i don't think anybody really assumed that it was going to be a (laughs) it was going to be a close vote um with with the kind of guy that uh that the the chair of of the fcc is i think he is one of trump's best picks i i fully believe that he is he's certainly um, somebody who we have needed in the FCC with his outlook on on government, with his outlook on what the proper role of the FCC should be. Um, I am thrilled with with the way that Trump has picked him to to oversee the FCC, and of course that led to the repeal of net neutrality. Now, everybody, this is a, a fairly new development. It only happened last week I, I was going to go see the last jedi which i'll be uh, talking about a little bit that's something else i want to talk about because it, it'll tie into to certain things uh about the rest of the year next year <laughs> but trust me it it all makes sense um but i was going to see the last jedi and that's when this this vote uh, occurred and everybody was losing their minds of course they're losing their minds over the fact that we are getting the same internet that we had in 2015 and everything was perfectly fine in 2015. And we've only had this for two years, and people are acting like we've had this since the beginning of the internet. And and before this, the, that there was like these these predator corporations that would just go and prey on individuals, and Facebook was 20 million dollars per uh, per post and thousand dollars and, uh, per tweet and, and things like that. Of course, that wasn't actually true. All the all that nef- net neutrality, net neutrality, all that it was was government control and more government oversight over the internet. So that I will fully give credit to where credit is due. Um, the Trump administration. This wasn't necessarily Trump himself, but uh, I I will give Trump credit for picking a man who would follow through and would uh, put the final nail in the coffin into net neutrality. And a lot of these uh, really has more to do with, uh, has more to do with the people who he has picked, as opposed to actual legislation that was passed, because we'll get into that. Not a lot of that has actually occurred. Um, but the other uh, side of that coin, while he is one of the best uh, picks that he has made, the other one I would say probably even better would be the nomination of of Neil Gorsuch to the Supreme Court. Somebody who actually really understands what. The Constitution says what it means and what it always was supposed to mean. He is a true originalist um, and he understands that the Constitution is a timeless document that is meant to preserve and protect the natural rights in the Bill of Rights. That's what the Constitution is made for. It doesn't grant you rights. It protects rights that you inherently already have and that is something that I will say I 100% support um, President Trump's decision to, to uh, nominate and for the Congress to uh, confirm his nomination to the Supreme Court. That is absolutely probably the best thing he's done to date so far. Uh, and the other thing I will say is <laughs> the pro list is kind of Uh, short and abbreviated because uh, there there's much more cons but um, the other thing I will say is that uh, if tax uh, reform does go through and at this point at the point of this recording uh, the the House has just voted for tax reform and it's looking very promising If that does indeed go through, which it's looking like it it has a very high likelihood, then absolutely, I 100% support that because this is something I was very, very worried about. This is something that I was not really sure if um, after going through negotiations and going through through the woodworks of Congress, I wasn't really sure what it was going to end up being. I, I didn't really know what kind of a bill, sure. The initial bill looked fine, but that was at the starting point, not at the end point. After long negotiations, and typically those those things typically get worse and worse and worse. Um, but I will say that not much has has really changed for the worse on the tax reform bill, and it is a good starting point. It's not it's not where I want to be. It it never was. But I fully fully support cutting taxes anywhere in any way possible and that's exactly what this bill does so in in this regard i i can fully support that and if it does get pushed through if it does pass and 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 the president signs it into law then i will fully support and give credit to that where credit is due at the time of this recording it has not been signed into law yet Um, but if it does which is looking very promising then i will of course fully support that as well because any sort of tax cut is a benefit and it's a step in the right direction even even though i don't believe in taxation in any way shape or form any step toward eliminating all taxes is a is a is a plus in my book now let's get into some of the cons some of the negative things that have happened and this one is a little bit of a longer list, but I'll try to keep it a little bit abbreviated because um, I, I do want to keep this show a little bit shorter uh, for this week, and let you get on with with your your Christmas festivities and and uh, and getting ready for the new year. Of course, I would say that the biggest con that has occurred in 2017 is probably Trump's foreign policy. Not necessarily the fact that because because he has made strides towards eliminating ISIS and I think that's that's very good and in a certain viewpoint. It's, it's a good thing. But more so, the way in which it is conducted. It is not conducted constitutionally, still, to this day. It is not conducted constitutionally. That is something that Trump uh, he he ran on a, as a as a more dovish candidate as opposed to Hillary Clinton, who was more hawkish. Which I do believe she was more hawkish, um, and we would have certainly been in a worse situation with foreign policy. But the fact of the matter is this: this goes back to what I I was talking about earlier. I. I it might have even been last year, uh, before before 2017 hit, um, where I was talking about the dangers of strongman politics, and what I mean by strongman politics, and you can go back and, and listen. To, I did a, uh, an entire episode on this earlier in the year or or last year, one of the two. Um, it was it was right around the the turn of the of the uh, new year, but what I mean by strongman politics is that. It doesn't really matter what your philosophy is as long as people perceive you as as the tough guy, as the guy willing to go in and, and, and do whatever it takes to win. And because he may have said some great things that I may have supported, he may have said Uh, some great things about, you know, closing out the wars and about the ridiculous costs of certain defense spending. And he may have said, uh, you know, getting something about getting out of Afghanistan and blah, 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 blah. Okay. I, 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 support that in rhetoric, but I was always concerned. And this is some of my concerns coming to reality. I was always concerned about the fact that he on the same in the same speeches, oftentimes he would talk about how he was going to surround himself with generals, how he was going to bomb the shit out of ISIS, how he was going to uh, go in and just do whatever it takes, so that they can, so that the world can see Trump as the strong man, as the guy who is is the tough guy, and because of that, ultimately. The non-interventionist side of Trump takes the back seat, and that unfortunately is what we have seen. Trump has is, is now involved in more countries than we have ever been involved in. Uh, Trump has has dropped more bombs than uh, Obama could ever have dreamed of dropping in one year. He dropped more bombs than uh, than than Obama did throughout his entire presidency, I believe that is incredibly concerning. He went in and and uh, uh, attacked a, a, Syrian, a Syrian air base back in April uh, for things that had nothing to do with us. He uh, dropped the mother of all bombs in in Afghanistan uh, against ISIS, and a lot of people cheered that on. And if it was constitutional, I would have as well. But the fact of the matter is is that the president had no authority to go after ISIS in Afghanistan under the same authorization of use of military force that was used to go after Al-Qaeda specifically for uh, the attack on September 11th. They are not the same thing, and you cannot use the same authorization of military force to go after ISIS, that is unconstitutional. Now, uh, there have also been very negative steps towards uh, a, a growth in the surveillance state, which is something I was always concerned about. He has never been good on that front. Uh, Jeff Sessions, uh, the the appointment and the confirmation of Jeff Sessions as, as Attorney General of the United States, I think is his worst cabinet pick that he could have ever have picked for one of the most important roles uh, in, in his cabinet, which is not, again, it's not surprising. It's just the worst because um, of what I was talking about strongman politics. He's big supporter of police no matter what happens uh, no matter no matter the cost he he's a big supporter of police he's 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 big on going against crime he's big on cracking down on crime and he has i i really don't think he understands the war on drugs so he just he just goes goes to jeff sessions uh and that is what's really concerning because jeff sessions doesn't understand the war on drugs either but he thinks he does which is even more dangerous um, and of course th- there's other things to be concerned about him with with civil asset forfeiture and and things like that so that is I I would consider his his worst cabinet pick uh, some other things to that that have not really been that great has been immigration while his initial, rollout of his travel ban it wasn't it was never a muslim ban but the initial rollout was horrendous and it just it was it just got more watered down and watered down and watered down and really it's it's a hill not worth dying on um because oh, you can go back and listen to my uh, episode on immigration that i i did um i think it was 42 or 43 uh you can you can go back and listen to to that one uh, where I, I lay out where liberty stands on the side of immigration. Is it more closed immigration? Is it more open immigration? But Trump has not really been that great on this issue. He never has been, and he likely never will be. Something else, and, and this is uh, something that I, I want to close out because there are many things that we can talk about, but healthcare the the entire healthcare drama that has been going on the back and forth between the president and the congress and Rand Paul um, and Congress and the president and and going from from uh, the president to Rand Paul to Congress and 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 back and forth like that that has been a nightmare and nothing has been uh, I mean this is something that Republicans always do that and this is something that it was very hard to do with taxes because when they say we're just going to lower taxes, then it's hard to really raise taxes after you said you've lower you're you were going to lower them. It's easy for them to do this with health care when they said we're going to repeal and replace Obamacare. That's very vague. Just saying you're repealing Obamacare. Anything other than what is specifically Obamacare is quote fulfilling your promise. And of course, Rand Paul is is calling out the bullshit on this. Um, but Trump is on that on the on the repeal and replace it with literally anything else uh, bandwagon as well, um, and that has been just a gigantic mess. Now, some of the benefits with the tax reform is is the, is the repeal of the individual mandate if that actually gets pushed through, and that will be very good. I think that will be a, a, a very good benefit and a very good step in the right direction, um, but the entire healthcare debacle has been It's not been what they promised. It's not been what they said, what anybody has said, either in Congress or the president himself. Um, So that, I would say, is a very big con, a very big uh, black eye on the administration in 2017. Where it goes in 2018, we'll see. And we'll be right there to uh, here on this program to call out the BS or to applaud uh, when the right decisions are made. Now, <laughs> that's, that's a lot to go over uh, in, a, in a very abbreviated state, but there are also things I want to go over uh, with 2017 on this program specifically. We have had a really, really great year. We have had a tremendous year. We have made some really big uh, steps in the, in the right direction uh, with what I want to do. For this program with what I want to do for you all. We've made some tremendous steps in the right direction for that uh, and we've had some great guests on, uh, some really high caliber guests that I am still just shocked that we were even able to get some of them. Um, some of my favorite ones personally was to include having Dave Rubin on, uh, Tom Woods last week, Matt Kibbe back in in April, and then also Austin Peterson back in July, and uh, Jason Stapleton back in June. All of these guests were tremendous. They were phenomenal, and I am am thrilled to have been able to to host them on this program. We also went over a lot of great subject matter covering immigration, like I said, covering healthcare. We covered many uh, historical aspects which is my always my personal favorite subject to get into whether it's my my two favorite subjects of course as any good libertarian (laughs) is economics and history and we've done a lot of really great things on the history thing and and we're going to be doing a lot more of that in the coming year in 2018 um and uh, with economics we have done a few things with the economics but not nearly as much as what i would like um, so as I as I said earlier, we're going to be doing some nerdy things, and we'll we'll get into that closer to the end of the program here. Um, but some of the more nerdy things include some more nitty gritties into into free market and and Austrian economics, and I'm very excited to do that. Uh, so I told you that <laughs> I told you that I was going to be talking a little bit about the new Star Wars here and tie it in a little bit to what this past year, both in the show and, and nationally as well, what this past year has been. So I watched The Last Jedi last week, I uh, the last Thursday actually. It was the same day that the our episode with, with Tom Woods aired. And The Last Jedi, well, first of all, it was amazing. It was fantastic. I, I know that's very div- divisive. Um, I know that a lot of people did not like it, but honestly, I think that a lot of people had preconceived notions about what they wanted to happen, and when some of those things didn't happen, they, they got all tore up, uh, or they're just very impatient and don't want to wait for the, for the payoff in nine. Either way, um, I was thrilled with it and one of the reasons i was thrilled with it was because of the lessons that it it taught it, it really was a a tough love kind of movie both for star wars fans um and for uh for people like you and me who are who are liberty lovers i think there were some tremendous lessons and the greatest overall lesson uh can be summed up and something that that Yoda said in The Empire Strikes Back uh, way back in episode, episode 5 when uh, that came back out in the 80s, came out back in the 80s, um, and he said, you must unlearn what you have learned. That basically sums up this movie, but it also sums up the times that we're living in. Star Wars is such a great franchise and such a such a popular and powerhouse franchise for this exact reason. It is a direct representation of the current times, every saga, every trilogy that comes out, it is a direct and perfect repu- uh, representation of the times that we are currently living in. The original uh, trilogy, was a reflection on on those times the prequels was was sort of a reflection on the Bush administration and the accumulation of power and today with this new trilogy coming out centered around Rey and Kylo Ren um, this trilogy is is has a lot to do with the rejection of this idea that there are only two sides And that is a lot to try to encompass. And I think that's honestly part of the reason why a lot of people had trouble with with watching uh, The Last Jedi was because it really really just dove in feet first into it. Because it rejects the notion that there are only two sides of the Force, that there are only uh, the dark side and the light side. And this can be reflected very well In our own political process in our own lives there aren't always two sides you have to look beyond that that two-party narrative the the republicans and the democrats the the light side and the dark side (laughs) everywhere both sides ironically think that they are the light side and that's not necessarily the truth that's not necessarily what is reflective in in reality there's often more to it than just one side or the other. There's a lot of gray in the middle. And the last Jedi really touches on that. It, it's it's something that um, we have to understand moving forward And the best way to understand that both in Star Wars and in our own lives and the best way to understand that this is something that that uh, both Kylo in this movie and Luke uh, in in this movie, both say is that we have to let the past die you have to let these preconceived notions about what it is that you are supposed to believe about what is good and what is bad about who is good and who is bad you have to let those notions die you have to unlearn that which you have learned and that is something that i really want to do in the next year for this program that is something that is the lesson that I want to really hit home in 2018 is that we are not going to take anything for granted we are not now that that is something that I have tried to do in 2017 but I I really feel like we haven't we haven't appropriately touched on that enough and that's something that will be the major theme. The major theme for 2017 was building this community of liberty lovers. And that I feel like to, to a certain extent, it's never finished, it never is, but to a certain extent, I feel like we have accomplished that. This next year, we are going to be unlearning what we think we know. We are going to be letting the past die, letting these these preconceived notions, these notions that divide us, these notions that 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 put us in specific groups in star wars it's the jedi versus the sith the light side versus the dark side in our own political back and forth in our own political dramas that we have in 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 real life it's the republicans and the democrats it's liberals and conservatives but the truth is not it's it's not controlled by one side or the other just like the force in star wars is not leaning toward the light side and it's not leaning toward the dark side it is what it is just like the truth is it it doesn't pick a side you have to be on the right side of the truth the truth doesn't have to be on the right side of you that is what we are going to be uh, trying to accomplish on this program moving forward it's about the third way it's about being on the right side no matter if it is the left or the right politically right side it doesn't matter if it's republican or democrat it doesn't matter if it's conservative or liberal it doesn't matter if it's um if it's if it's more uh more in the camp of, of if, if somebody like Bernie Sanders is in your camp or if, if somebody like uh, Rand Paul is in your cr- uh, camp or if somebody like Donald Trump is in your camp that doesn't matter you have to let go of those those angers and biases and 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 seeing people by the labels that they are associated with we are cutting ties with labels from this point moving forward what we are doing is aligning ourselves to the truth that is how that is the only way that you can truly find liberty because if you if you continue to go down this collective preconceived notion mindset that this group of people has these groups of ideas and these groups of ideas are bad so this group of people is bad that will harm us much more than it will ever ever help us that will divide us much more than it could ever ever divide us that is the lesson that the less jedi i i'm not going to give any spoilers to the movie i love the movie uh for many of the reasons why many people hated the movie um i i posted a review on it a very spoilery review on it on on my facebook page so if you're friends with me there then you can go back and and look at that if you if you want to know my my thoughts on the entire movie but if there was anything whether you loved it or you hated the movie that is the lesson that you can really learn moving forward from that film it's a tremendous lesson to learn it's something that we have to really appreciate and really accept going forward just because one side is is convicted just because one side has always been associated with with the side that we're fighting against doesn't mean they're always wrong sometimes the truth lies on their side sometimes we're not always on that right side we have to align ourselves with the truth not with whatever collective mentality and even libertarians fall prey to this as well we can't align ourselves with whatever collective uh, preconceived notions that we have moving forward all right as i said we are going to be previewing just a little bit about what kind of shows you are you can expect in 2018 as we move forward And that is exactly what we are going to be doing now. I really hope that you enjoy this program. Please, please share and please tell your friends and family about this program so that we can expand this community, so that we can expand this network going forward. Uh, Some of the shows that we have in line for you, we are going to be covering Uh, Things about Bitcoin because that is something that that I have not really covered much at all on this show. I really want to because some of the things surrounding that in cryptocurrencies in general, some of the things surrounding Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies, I think are some of the most exciting and most revolutionary uh, advancements that we have seen in, in modern human history. And some of the things that could happen because of those things are going to change the world. So we're going to be doing quite a few episodes on Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies. Uh, we will be doing episodes on uh, monopolies, on 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 trusts, and what what the only real true monopoly can actually be, because there's there's actually a lot of discussion about this surrounding. Uh, Google and Disney and uh, some other companies that are getting really, really massive. Why are they getting so massive? Why are they acquiring so much power? And what is the only real true way that somebody can acquire a monopoly? We'll be going over some of those things. Um, we will be going into much more, uh, we'll, we'll be kind of tying a little bit of history and economics together with shows centered around the Great Depression um, and what the actual cause of the Great Depression was and it's not what you learn in history class, it's not what you hear um, in, 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 in public schools or on television or whatever, um, it's, it's actually quite the opposite of what you hear. Uh, so we will be going into some of the more heroes and villains especially when when we get closer to certain holidays barf <laughs> uh, like president's Day my most hated holiday so I, I'm gonna be having a little bit of fun with with that day specifically um, <laughs> you'll you'll see what I mean uh, come up in in February but uh, I I have a few fun little things that I will be doing um, also we will be going into... Some more things surrounding the environments because we have that's that's another issue that we have not really touched on too much, um, and it's an important issue because uh, a lot of people, the left, has control on environmental issues. Honestly, they do, much like they have uh, control on a lot of other issues. Uh, this is something that we can't let them have control of because if they have control of this, this is their gateway into regulation. The environment has always been their best gateway into more control, more government regulations, and we cannot let that happen. We have to show you why the free market is the best way to preserve the environment. The free market and property rights. Property rights is the best way to preserve the environment across the country and across the world. Uh, We will also be getting into something that we have not really touched on that much in this program, which is religion and 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 liberty and how religion and liberty coincide specifically with Christianity. Um, I, I have plans specifically centered around uh, Easter uh, with some of those things. So if if you're more of a religious type, or even if you're not, those, those are certainly going to be episodes that will push what you think you know about how religion and how libertarianism and liberty can coincide. Uh, we we talked a little bit about that with with Tom Woods last week, but we'll be diving much more into that in the future. Uh, and then we will be doing much much more. We have if you think that's only the tip of the iceberg. We have an entire year, uh, over fifty episodes to be able to do over the next year. So if you like the sound of that, if you like. What we're doing here on this program, like I said, please share this program with your friends and your family. Please let them know about what we're doing here on the Liberty and uh, with Outset as a whole. We are doing some great things that we are very excited to to announce in the very near future. Um, And I am very excited because I've worked very hard to try to to get us to this point, Um, so please like us uh, on Facebook, like Outset on Facebook, uh, follow us on Twitter, follow me on Twitter, at Caleb Franz, you can follow the show on Twitter, at Mill Liberty, and subscribe to us on iTunes, please, that's very, very important to us, if there's one thing that you can do for the new year, it's that, subscribe to Mill Liberty, and and share it with some of your friends, Um, and... It's not going to be until next week, <laughs> because next week we'll be, we'll be out for Christmas. Remember, uh, the Liberty will be taking a break in between Christmas and New Year's, and we will be back in January. I believe it's January 4th. Let me look at this real quick. And uh, yes, January 4th is when the show will be back, so we'll be taking a a week-long break in between Christmas and New Year's, and we will be back in the new year. So until next year, we'll see you.